Hello everyone, and we are back for our third season of Fully Charged. I am Lorenzo Estrada. And I am Reno Del Toro. And this is the NFL podcast that brings you weekly predictions, fantasy news and advice, and plenty more. Reno, we took the off-season off right. from the draft up until now, and we are only two days away from the start of meaningful NFL football. It's good to be back. Yeah, 100% it is. I mean, the whole NFL season is finally coming true. We have waited since February, Lorenzo Estrada. And boy, oh boy... Is it game time? Bears, Packers, Thursday night football, five o'clock here, eight o'clock on the East Coast. I'm I'm looking excited for and looking forward to that football game, knowing how great the Bears were last year and how Matt LaFour's offense is gonna handle this upcoming season. But then we still have Melvin Gordon and Zeke Elliott still not with the respectable teams. Uh you can even throw in Trent Williams as well. So a lot of players still holding out right now with the week coming up. So this season's going to get off to a great start, but with those players still remaining at an unknown certainty, who knows when they're going to show up. Yeah, and a lot of moving pieces still yeah, right I mean, now. Yeah, a lot I mean, of moving pieces. You got Jadavion Clowney. He's now right. with the Seattle Seahawks. Laramie Tunsil is now Houston Texan. Right. Andrew Luck is gone fishing. I mean, like, <laughs> just so many yeah. moving pieces in the NFL right now, and we're only, like I said, we're two days away from the start of the season. Right. I feel like this is the busiest it's ever been the days leading up to this season, right. really. I mean, teams are still... Forming. I mean, the Texans have completely decided to, you know, go for it in these next in this next season or two seasons. Miami right. has decided to go for a complete rebuild, and you know, Indianapolis. Sadly, they lost Andrew Luck, and now they're kind of scratching their heads and saying, "How are we going to play this out? Are we yeah. going to tank? Are we going to? Do we still think that we can compete for a championship?" So, a lot of moving pieces right now, right. and that affects your fantasy football teams, yeah. definitely. But before we start and go into week one and say who do you need to start and who do you need to sit, we want to go ahead and give a kind of like a wrap-up for this season. Who is going, Reno, to be a great player in fantasy this year? Who's the guy that you need to have on your team this season if you're still looking to draft? Well, I mean, last year was a great year for this next guy. I mean, he, he exploded his rookie season, and he's only gotten better through his career. And that's Michael Thomas for the white, for the New Orleans Saints. I mean, he's got a huge floor, Lawrence, you know, and a high ceiling. I mean, when you're playing with Drew Brees, anything is possible. I mean, you saw Drew Brees last year, how he was, like, such a great quarterback, like he always is every year. But he was going to name for MVP, and you know who was the number one target? Michael Thomas. He had 120-plus catches for 1,500 yards, you know. He could also go – he can probably do the same thing and more this year. Um he was drafted in the middle of the first round in PPR leagues this season. He, and it, as should. He's a top five wide receiver in the NFL in PPR. I'm not saying overall because I think he still has a little bit more to develop before he can get there. But over his last three seasons in the NFL, Thomas has improved each season. His most impressive stat in 2018 was, of course, his catch rate with an 80.0. He led the NFL in catches with 125, while ranking ninth in wide receiver targets with 147. Uh, Michael also had 10 catches uh, or more in six games, but he also had between four and five catches in seven other games. You know, he finished sixth among wide receivers scoring in PPR leagues, which is really good. Um, but this season, that just looks to be even better. I mean, people have said that the Saints probably won't even be the same team, but Michael Thomas is the volume wide receiver who can be helped by an increase in passing attempts by the Saints, you know. So a lot of things can change, but Michael Thomas looks to be the guy that you would want to draft right now in leagues. If you're still not having drafted a league, look at Michael Thomas, especially if you're an eighth pick, ninth pick, because, I mean, people are so high on guys like Devontae Adams and like DeAndre Hopkins. 
But the next best option is Michael Thomas. And look at the quarterback that he's played with. Look at the offense that he's in. Look at the production. Everything is equaling success. And I think that will happen with Michael Thomas this season. Yeah, I mean, he still has Drew Brees throwing him the football. I mean, when you have a perennial Hall of Famer throwing you the football, right. you're obviously, your game is going to elevate that much more. Uh, Mark Ingram is not with them anymore. Right. So that means more opportunities, not only for him, but for Alvin Kamara as well. So I think, uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. He was a very good wide receiver last season. Right. And I think this season, I mean, I don't think he's going to trail off at all. And I, like what you said, he could potentially get better. Yeah. So for me, I have a bit of a surprise one, someone that hasn't really lived up to their career as of now, and that's Dalvin Cook, the running back for the Minnesota Vikings. He has yet to have a 1,000-yard rushing season. He's been riddled with injuries his entire career. His rookie season, he had 354 rushing yards, and then in his sophomore year, he had 615. He had the ACL injury. He's had the hamstring injuries, but I think now he's going to put it all together, and obviously health is the reason why he has not been a, a, a quality fantasy player. You need to be out there to score points in fantasy football, obviously. Right. So I think if he stays healthy, he's going to be a top uh, a top 10, top 8 running back in the NFL this season. I think the offense that he's in fits him well. He's played well in the preseason so far. I mean, he had that you know 80, 80 yard touchdown run, whatever it was. Right. So I think, uh, I think it's lining up for him. And I think uh, Kirk Cousins, he can't rely on himself, and he can't rely specifically on Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs as well. There needs to be balance in that offense, and I think that's the reason why that offense failed last year, because they were not strong in the running game. They didn't have a threat like Dalvin Cook in the backfield. So I think less passing with the Minnesota Vikings offense, more running the football with Dalvin Cook. He gets more receiving opportunities as well. I think he's going to have a pretty good year. His average draft position right now is 17. I think if you can get him at that range, you're definitely going to have... your His stock is definitely going to go up, I believe, as the season progresses. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you look at his production at Florida State, and you see, like, wow, this guy was a really great running back. And he was drafted, like, a top 10 running back. Yeah, he top, was a second-round pick. Yeah, second-round pick, you know? Yeah, people would have said that was a steal, and it was at the time, but the only reason why he fell is because of injuries. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've seen so far in his career. He's had a lot of injuries uh, pile up, but... This look this year looks really good. He looked great in the preseason. I'm still questioning about that offensive line. Minnesota's never really had a great offensive line. They've had great players, but they just haven't had a great line in general. Um, but Delmon Cook can do a lot. He can do a lot in the rushing game. He can also do a lot in the catching game. So a guy having Delmon Cook in your fantasy lineup, he's one of those dual threat guys who can make plays and can probably give you a good 15 to 18 points. He can even surprise you one game and have 23, 25, because the production's there. You know, you always have to think about the production, how Minnesota has with, of course, you mentioned them, Diggs and Thielen, the two-headed monsters in Minnesota. But there has to be that balance. I think Dalvin Cook this year is ready to make that next leap into those elite running backs. And we've already seen it this year in the preseason, like I mentioned. He took it to the house with 89-yard touchdown, I believe it was. So we've already seen that from Dalvin Cook, but now it's just... Let's see if we can do it against these stacked defenses in his own division. We yeah. saw how Detroit got better. Green Bay went and spent money on their defenses last season, and we already know how great Chicago's defense is. So it's going to be really tough to tell, but I still like that boy Cook in Minnesota. Yeah, so you know who you should draft, or you know who you should have on your team. Right. Now, who shouldn't you have? Who should you not rely on this season? And if you still have time to draft, who should you not be taking? Well... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a page out of your book. Say this guy was a shocker, but it's Damian Williams in Kansas City. I mean, last year Williams was you know the handcuff for Kareem Hunt. We saw what happened to Kareem Hunt 
with his off-the-field issues. Uh, but he's been limited to a backup role mostly in his career. And coming into this season, there are questions of he, if he can actually go and have 20 to 25 snaps per game. I mean, he really hasn't done that even his collegiate uh, career and going into the pros. He really hasn't done that. Plus, he had a hamstring injury already in the preseason. Add Carlos Hyde and rookie Derwin Thompson, who looked really good in the Andy Reid offense this preseason. It just feels like that Spencer Ware and West days at all before with Alex Smith in the backfield. We just don't know what to expect from Williams. We saw him in the in the pre in the postseason last year. He was great. He was really good. But you're te- you're telling the guy to just do more for you, and we haven't really seen him do more yet. And that's that concerns me because you know the more of a workload, you know injuries start piling up. Uh, you're asked to do more on, on on you know not just running the ball but also catching the ball. And Williams hasn't proven yet, you know that he can do both. And it's gonna be tough for him to do it seven uh, sixteen games throughout this year. Um, I don't know if he can do it. Cream Hunt did it phenomenally, but now he's in a backup situation in Cleveland. So Damian Williams is a guy that I'm a little afraid of drafting because I just don't know what he's going to give me. Yeah. And that scares a lot of people to draft him. People are high on him. Yeah. And I I understand why because he's in an offense in Kansas City with Andy Reid. Mm -hmm. But just you're asking too much for a running back to increase his production, which could, you know, probably might not even – it might help, but then again, there's that downside of his, his, his ceiling's high, but his floor's not. Yeah. And and they also the Chiefs just picked up LaShawn McCoy. As yeah, well. LaShawn McCoy so too. So that's gonna bring down his stock a bit. Uh, I have him on my team right now, and I'm not as excited as I was for him after the pickup of LaShawn McCoy. I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna make more of a difference in the passing game than the than the rushing game. Um, but yeah, I think the concerns for him now with LaShawn McCoy on that team, I think they're they're a little bit more uh, relevant. For me, mine's a bit of an easier one. It's Melvin Gordon, the running back for the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, we just don't know when he's going to show up. I mean, <laughs> Los Angeles, they've already told him that they're done negotiating with him for this season. They're focused on going into the 2019 season without him, and it looks like they're going to be without him uh, okay. week one. You know, And there are people that drafted Melvin Gordon high. I mean, last year he was a top-five running back in the NFL in fantasy. Right. He, had a, he had a great year. You know, He exploded onto the scene. He really wasn't um, that running back. But then when he came into 2018, he, he absolutely blew up. You know, him and, and Patrick Mahomes as well. Those were kind of like the two main players in fantasy that skyrocketed. Uh, now he's probably not even going to be taking any snaps from the Chargers or for any team unless the Chargers are willing to deal with him. Right. So I think we're going to – I think we could potentially see a Le'Veon Bell situation oh, no. again no. for the Los Angeles Chargers. I think – um, I don't think he's going to show up. I mean, it depends because those game checks, you know, I mean, that's a $330,000 game check for Melvin Gordon. How many of those is he willing to part with? Yeah. So I don't know when we're going to see him, but if you drafted him, then he's got to stay on your bench. He's not going to play week one. But this is a situation where guys like Austin Eckler and um, Justin Jackson can come up. You know, I mean, yeah. I have Austin Eckler. I have him in my flex right now. Uh, I'm going to stick with him there. So um, I'm pretty confident in those guys. But Melvin Gordon... As long as we know that he's not going to show up, then he uh, he has no place on your team. Right. And I don't even know if he has a place on your bench right now. I mean, the the potential is there, obviously. But it's just how long is he going to be gone for? Yeah, and people really need to understand that it's a completely different situation than Le'Veon Bell's was last year. I mean, Le'Veon Bell was franchise tagged two years in a row. Melvin Gordon still in that rookie contract. He hasn't been franchise tagged, so he has to report. 
But, I mean, if you're willing to lose all that money just to sit out for a new contract, so be it. I mean, Le'Veon Bell did it last year, and, you know, he got more money this year from New York. Gordon's in a situation where it's like, you either want to play or you're going to be dealt. And it, it looks to me like he might just be dealt. Yeah. And as I'm a Chargers fan or a fantasy owner who has Melvin Gordon, that, again, just like Le'Veon Bell last year, that that's that's tough, you yeah. know? Because now you're losing a Pro Bowl running back. Um, and for fantasy owners, it's just, yeah, that's the risk you take while drafting Melvin Gordon, you know? You know he wasn't going to show up. Uh, you knew the team wasn't willing to give him a contract. Uh, he's not in that same level as Bell and and Zekar. He's in that second tier running back spot. You know, even though he was a top five PPR running back, he's just not on the same level as Le'Veon Bell or Zeke. So, I mean, yes, just try to stay away from him. And if you do get him, get him like in the seventh round, maybe eighth round. Don't go and get him in the second round. Don't take that risk because then. The reward probably won't even be there at the end of the year, as we all saw what happened with Le'Veon Bell last year. How everybody had him, didn't show up, and you literally wasted your first or second round pick yeah. on Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely. And so now let's go into Week One. So, um, Reno, who are you going to start this week for Week One? Who has a very good matchup for the first week of the NFL season? You know what I was I was thinking about the matchups this week, and I was t- thinking about the top players on everyone's boards. People would say, maybe Devontae Adams, Christian McCaffrey. But who was the number one draft pick in almost every league? It was Saquon Barkley. And I like his matchup this week against Dallas. I mean, Dallas did have a really great defense last year. And they're going to be great again. But Saquon Barkley is just another NFL, once-in-a-generation uh, type player that you can surround him with anybody. And he, he's going to make everybody better. And... This week is another proven point. Saquon Barkley is drafted number one for a reason. He can catch the ball. He can run great with the football. He's explosive in open field, and he can make guys miss left and right. You need that as a running back. And with a team with Eli Manning at the starting quarterback, who we've seen the troubles, and I believe Daniel Jones might get the start in week three, uh, Saquon Barkley is going to carry this team. And it's going to start again in week one against Dallas. He has what it takes to carry a football team. We saw it last season when he led. Well, he didn't lead the NFL in rushing yards, but he was dang close, top three. And he was the reigning defending offensive rookie of the year. So you take a guy like Saquon who can do so much with just so little, just little things he does, and he can make it just be explosive. And we've seen it time and time again how great Saquon Barkley is. I mean, literally, he's he's like, I guess you could say that one video in Madden where it was Greg Jennings with the team <laughs> on his back and he was injured. That's going to be Saquon Barkley this year at the Giants, and I believe he'll do so in week one. Yeah, and he, I mean, he had over 2,000 scrimmage yards last season, which is the most in the NFL. So he's a phenomenal player. Right. Obviously a very safe pick for stardom. If you have Saquon Barkley, then of course he's going to he's gonna give you the 20 to 25 points per game. That's no doubt. Uh, I got on Johnson versus the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Cardinals last season gave up a league-high 154.9 rushing yards per game. Doesn't look much better. Preseason was a bit of a struggle for them in terms of the rushing defense. Uh, I understand that they got Terrell Suggs, uh, and they also got, um, his name is escaping me right now, the linebacker from the Philadelphia Eagles used to be. Uh, Brandon Graham? No, no, it's not Brandon Graham. Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks. So Jordan they Hicks. got Terrell Suggs, they got Jordan Hicks. That D-line still needs a lot of work. Their yeah. first, their former first-round pick, Robert Kimdichie, is no longer with them anymore. So that defensive line needs a lot of work despite having... 
Chandler Jones, Chandler Jones yeah. on that defense. And uh, I think uh, Karen Johnson had a solid rookie season. I think he's just going to go on that. Uh, this is another like Dalvin Cook situation. Uh, you can't rely solely on Matthew Stafford and Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. You need to have a balancing act with your NFL offense. And I think Karen Johnson steps in there. And I think he has a very favorable matchup against the Cardinals. So I think he's going to make some plays. And I think he'll get you about 20 points this week. Yeah. So. I, mean, I, agree. I agree with you there. I mean... Carryon Johnson really shocked some people last year. Yeah. Uh, we all thought about Theo Riddick and how the Lions just like switching him and putting him this year. Uh, again, people were so high on C.J. Anderson this year in Detroit because he's a big, heavy bowling ball. Yeah. But I think it's it's Johnson's time to shine. You know, the yeah. offensive line's getting just a little better, and I mean their first matchup. You, like you said, it's the Arizona Cardinals, which that D line does struggle. Yes, they added some veterans and some key players. Boy, honestly, if you're being completely honest, just start anybody in the offense for the Lions this week because do you, do you know who the starting cornerbacks for the Cardinals are this week? Well, Patrick Peterson's not there right now. Um, oh my God, I can't remember his. Own. He used to play for the Falcons. He's injured. Yeah, that second, the second round pick from Washington. So they had a second, yeah. So that's, that's all I know. Yeah, well, see, yeah. <laughs> start anybody, but I, I like Johnson this week against Arizona. Mm-hmm. So who should who shouldn't you start right now? Ah, it's a tough one. It's a, it's got to be big, big Ben down there in Pittsburgh against New England. Um, they just don't play well opening night against the Patriots. It just it just seems like it's a matchup nightmare all the time. Also, take away you don't have you know A B this year. And now you have to rely on guys like Dante Moncrief. You have to rely on guys like a James Washington. Eli Rogers isn't there anymore. Eli Rogers got cut this week, so you have to rely on. Uh, other guys, and I don't know if Ben can just rely on Juju, you know. James Conner's being in the backfield, that should help him, but the matchup's not there. New England's not a, they're not a really, like, great defense, but they're not bad either. They're pretty much mid-pack, and they got some guys on that defense that can make some noise. I mean, we talk about one of the best quarters in the NFL in Stephon Gilmore. You know, that's another guy that's going to be covering Juju, so you have to have these other guys step up, you know. And I just don't see it happening this week, only because Ben only had, what, one possession or two possessions in preseason. So he really doesn't have that time to develop that chemistry with the other guys. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be really hard um, for him this weekend. I wouldn't start Big Ben, even though he's owned in 97% of fantasy leagues. Yeah, I have to go with what you said for your season bust, and that's Damian Williams against Jacksonville. I think um, this, first of all, the matchup is tough. Because you have one of the best, you have one of the best defensive lines and defenses in the NFL. You got Calais Campbell, Marcel Darius, Yannick Ngagwe, Josh Allen. That's already that's a formidable front four. And then uh, you know the passing game. Not too sure how that's going to be. You got Miles Jack, who just got extended. Uh, Quincy Williams, a rookie, is coming back from an injury. Of course, Jalen Ramsey and AJ Bouye on the outside. Uh, It's a tough matchup, but also the fact that Kansas City is still going to figure. This is going to be a test run for them this Week One game because they're going to figure out. The snap count, I believe, for Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy. So now that LaShawn McCoy is there, this is gonna be the this is gonna be the week where we figure it out. You know, this the is dress the, rehearsal. This is the dress rehearsal, not only for the Chiefs, but for fantasy owners of right. both of these guys, saying, Okay, how is this gonna be throughout the season? How right. how much is Damian Williams gonna get the football? How much is LaShawn McCoy gonna get the football? So I think week one, Damian Williams against Jacksonville, don't do it. It's uh it's just a tricky one and for week one too, it, I mean you got guys coming out for, but I mean, right. Damian Williams played in the preseason. He, he played well. He scored a touchdown. 
But you got to get, I mean, they're not, it's preseason, you know? Yeah. I mean, in the end, it's preseason. Yeah. And, and week one is always tricky, not only for fantasy football, but for when you're making picks as well. Right. Uh, it's tricky because you got all these teams, we don't know how they're going to come out week one, you know? And also, this game's on the road. So even that that adds to it. Yeah. So Damian Williams, don't start him against the Jaguars. Not start. So, let's <laughs> move on from Fantasy Reno, and let's talk about our season predictions. So we're going to talk about our division winners and our wildcard teams, and then we're going to go ahead and give our Super Bowl pick. So let's start with the AFC Reno. Who do you have winning the AFC East? Well, the East is simple. I don't think anybody can contend with New England. I mean, Tom Brady's still there, Lorenzino. Uh, they're the mighty guys of in the, in the East, I mean, Miami might end up with a quarterback this year because they probably might take number one because that's how bad their team is. <laughs> Buffalo's developing. We still need to see the second year of Josh Allen. There's nothing there in Buffalo. Their receiving core, though, it looks pretty pretty good. Cole Beasley added, and he's made a he's made a good push. But I don't see Buffalo contending. And then the second best team in that division is the Jets. The Jets are still very young. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's first year has still got to help that offensive line, but don't see the Jets contending. So New England will take that division easy, and I'm pretty sure you can agree with me. I agree with one. you as well, and everything else you said about those uh, those other three teams, they're just not there yet. Yeah. And Miami's in that rebuild right now. Buffalo is, they got Josh Allen, and the Jets are very young. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, AFC North right now. Well, well, two teams are coming out of this one, so uh, I'm going to say my wild card team first, and I'm going to say the Cleveland Browns. I mean... We don't know what is going to happen in Cleveland. There's too many mouths to feed. You got Jarvis, you got Odell, you got Njoku, you got Chubb, you got Hunt. There's too many mouths to feed in Cleveland. We don't know how that's going to extend. People are so high on the Browns, though. I mean, talent gets you places. We've seen that in other sports and other leagues, how so much talent is good for a team. But in the NFL, sometimes it just doesn't work. I remember a couple of years ago, they had, they dubbed the Philadelphia Eagles the dream team. And now all these guys are coming on this team and this roster and they just didn't work out for them. Mm-hmm. And the Browns are a team, yes, they are good. Their offense got better. Their defense still be pretty good. But there's so many pieces there where that you don't know what's exactly going to happen under their first-year head coach in Freddie Kitchens. So, I mean, it's tough for the Browns this year. They will be great. They will be a wild-card team. But I don't know if they're going to take a division from their big brother down in Pittsburgh and the Steelers. I mean... People can say what they want about how A.B. left and how Le'Veon Bell left, but they're replacing him with Juju Smith-Schuster, Pro Bowl, and he replacing him with James Conner, another Pro Bowl candidate. The offensive line is still one of the best in the NFL, and Ben Rosberg is one of the top ten quarterbacks in the league. I mean, what more do you want for their offense? And on defense, they got younger. Devin Bush is now the middle linebacker, and not Ryan Shazier or Vince Williams. And he's shown some progress this preseason, too. He's looked what they drafted him at 10th overall. Really great on the defensive side of the ball. Secondary, they added a bunch of guys. Nelson coming from the Chiefs. Uh, Joe Hange just got an extension. They're moving some pieces around with Edmonds in the backfield, and Sean Davis just got hurt, so that's going to be some questions. Secondary, defensive line is going to be great as well. Cameron Hayward, Stefan Tua, Javon Hargrave running that 3-4 defense. That defense looks to be sharp this year. Um, back to fantasy, might as well draft that Steel defense. They're going to be really good. They're you know always in the top three in sacks the last three seasons. And that defense got better. You, you really have to think they did get better. Adding Bud Dupree, adding TJ Watt, those two middle linebackers in the middle, they have a great team overall. That's why I believe they win the North. Yeah. I got a team you didn't even mention, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. I think uh, the coaching is, is, is there for them every year. 
Uh, I think I think Lamar Jackson's going to take a step this year. You know, I mean, there. Were, yeah, I mean, he he took a team to the playoffs when he couldn't even pass the ball that well. <laughs> right. I mean, he ran. He literally ran them to the playoffs, and I think he improved as a passer over the off season. I mean, there there has to be some improvement there. I think he did that. I think adding Mark Ingram, there were a lot of problems with the running back position there. I think having Mark Ingram there, that just kind of calms everything down. You have a guy like him. You know, I mean, he played extremely well with the Saints. You know, I think coming in now to Baltimore, he's going to settle things down for them. Uh, so I think the rushing game is just is phenomenal for that team. Uh, and then I, I have confidence in that defense. They lost a lot of guys on that defense. I mean, when you lose your, your linebacker in C.J. Mosley, that's tough. But they bring in a guy like Earl Thomas. You know, he brings in veteran leadership there right. uh, in the secondary. I, I like what they. I like the offseason moves. You know, I mean, sometimes you can't really control what you lost, right? But I think they did enough, and I think we've seen a lot in the progression of Lamar Jackson for me to believe that they're going to win the division. I think they're. I think they're a pretty solid team all around. Uh, AFC West. Uh, there's two teams again. Uh, so wild and second wildcard team has to be the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers have the talents, but like we mentioned last year, Delegate traveled this year off-season injuries, and again, Derwin James gets hurt. I mean, Chargers need to stop doing this. I don't understand why they keep doing this. They don't have Melvin Gordon. We've already mentioned that the offense is still gonna be good. Keenan Allen's still there. Philip Rivers had his best, probably one of his best seasons of his career. Uh, you really have to think about him again. MVP talks. This will be seen. The offensive line improved, so they should be good on offense. Uh, also, they'll bring back uh, Hunter Henry, so that's gonna be great for them. Defense, the D line's gonna be great. You, might, you know, you have Ingram and you have Bosa. What more do you want? So that's gonna be great. Uh, linebacker's a little shaky, and we've already mentioned the secondary. Casey Hayward's still gonna be really great there. And Desmond King was surprised last year. He was really good. I uh, expect those guys to be really good. Uh, but they're not they're not dethroning the, the Chiefs, let's be honest. They're not. Uh, that offense, just in general, is probably what's going to win them the, the division. Uh, Pat Mahomes always looks great. Travis Kelsey looks great. Who knows what's going to happen to Tyreek Hill? He could be suspended for the season. Heck, I don't know. But he's the starter right there, so expect him. We already talked about so much in this podcast of the running backs and how great they're going to be and how Williams is going to be okay and you add McCoy, it's going to be good. Uh Defense, though, that's a little shaking. Their defensive line is still going to be great. Expect that. Just everything else after that's kind of okay. They did add Honey Badger in the secondary, which should help. But still, that secondary is still not strong. They're going to give up a lot of you know, yards in the passing game this year, I believe. They also lost a corner. So you really have to think about that Chiefs defense. But the offense in general is just going to carry them. So I expect Kansas City to win that division. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Kansas City is the team to beat right now. Patrick Mahomes is coming off the MVP season. Right. Um, that offense has a lot of speed. It is ridiculous the amount of speed that's on that offense. Uh, but yeah, Kansas City, I think it's a pretty easy one. And and that's saying something about the Chiefs, considering that the Chargers are in the division. Because if the Chargers are in any other of these divisions, they could potentially win, win that division. That division. Yeah. So um, yeah, Kansas City takes the AFC West. What about the AFC South right now? Well... Probably the division with so much movement. Yeah, in this I mean, offseason. you really have to think about each team. I mean, I'll, I'll go through them. Um, you talk about Tennessee. We don't. The quarterback situation is the one thing that's struggling them. Marcus Mariota has had his his highs and he's had his lows as a starting quarterback. More lows you. than highs. Yeah, and and you know, yes, he did lead them to the playoffs a couple of seasons ago, but. Just a lot of turnovers, and you know, as a quarterback, you don't need that. He used and, to be an extremely efficient 
uh, red zone passer. I, I believe that season where they went to the playoffs, he threw 21 touchdowns in the in the red zone, and he didn't throw a single interception. Yeah. But, I mean, that needs to happen again. But it's just, it, there. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you've already made a wild prediction on that. And I called him the best quarterback in the NFL last season. And one of the best, I should say. I'm, I'm about my, my hot take is that by week eight, Ryan Tannehill will be the starting quarterback in Tennessee. I don't know about that. We'll, we'll stay on that <laughs> one. But, I mean, you really have to think about that. They should run the ball more with Derrick Henry. We saw how great that was last season. Um, wide receivers should be okay. They don't have Taylor Lewan to start the season, which is going to be terrible for the offensive line, but they get back to Lane Walker, so that kind of helps. Defense is still kind of young. I mean, and those guys that are on the defense are getting older, like Jarrell Casey, so I don't know about Tennessee. Indianapolis, we don't even have to talk about him. Andrew Luck retired at such a young age. Now they have Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Uh, he's led the team before, and it wasn't really good. They were just waiting for Luck to come back. Uh, expect them to struggle. Marlon Mack should be okay. TUI is going to decrease. Both tight ends will be decreasing again in production. Defense is going to be really good. They're very young, so another year under their belt should be really good for that team, especially for Leonard, their defensive rookie of the year. And then we get to Jacksonville. And the new man in charge, Nick Foles, you know, led the Eagles to the Super Bowl. They got Leonard Fournette back healthy. The offensive line's back. I know that was one of your biggest questions last year, why they were hurt. Um, and then, of course, wide receivers. You got guys like D.D. Westbrook, and you, you have, you know, D.J. Shark and all those guys, and they're good, too. And then the defense, you already mentioned how great the Jacksonville defense is. Even though they did lose probably my favorite player on the Jags defense in Talvin Smith this offseason, I mean, that defense is still pretty good. But now you got to think about the team that's made the most moves in the most recent days, and that's the Houston Texans, who should win this division. Still got Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Uh, running back, it's terrible to see Lamar Miller go down, but Lamar Miller hasn't been that guy that they needed him to be when they took him. Um, so then you add a couple guys who should be okay. Duke Johnson should be the guy uh, to get the snaps. We've seen what he's done in Cleveland, so he should be, again, uh, pretty good. The offensive line, they get again. Struggle last season. They could struggle again. And, I mean, they have DeAndre Hopkins, the best wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, that guy's got glue. And me and you were talking about it. They could have the best wide receiving cores in the NFL. You add in Kenny Stills from that trade uh, to Miami. Also, Laramie Tunsil on the offensive line. You add both of those guys. And then you add in with Will Fuller, who's back again from injury. That receiving core is really good. Defense, I mean, they lose Damian Clowney to Seattle, but they still have J.J. Watt. And they have Whitney Merciless. You got guys that have there that can make some plays. And this team has shown in previous years that they might not have the most talent on the defense, but they can get the job done. And Houston, you have the defense, you have an offense. Uh, it could be a neck-and-neck neck, uh, in this division. You, The other team I see contending, yes, yet again, Jacksonville. I really do believe in Nick Foles. But when you have teams like the Browns and the Chargers in the both wildcard teams, because I don't think you take one of those teams out with the amount of talent. But only one team is going to come out of the South. And I don't know how that Nick Foles season, the first season, is going to work. But I know what it works like in Houston, and I got the Texans for that reason. Yeah. I have Jacksonville winning the division. I just don't I don't trust Houston. I think the moves that they made, I mean, they don't have a general manager. And I think it, it showed in all the moves that they made this season. They completely gave up their future, you know, to to help Deshaun Watson. And, and yes, they, they added the left tackle, but the left, left tackle is not the only position on the offensive line. The other positions on that offensive line are not good. They are below average compared to the other positions like that in the NFL. 
the offensive line just isn't there, even if they added Laramie Tunsil as well. Uh, they're running, they're, I mean, it's, it's, it's Houston or Jacksonville, right? Right. And you added, you added parts, you added Kenny Stills, and you have Will Fuller. But what you're adding, you're add, you're, you're, that's still facing up against Jacksonville's strongest suit in, on their team, which is their second, arguably. You know, their secondary is arguably the best position on their team. So for me, that's, you add Kenny Stills, yes, congratulations, but Jacksonville it still has a very good secondary. It's not like this, their secondary is bad. It's not like the Colts' secondary is bad. And, and even the Titans' secondary is pretty good. So with that, yeah, I, I mean, Lamar Miller, that hurts. That really hurts Houston. Duke Johnson's not a starting running back in the NFL. He's not. So you have a backup running back now running at starter. You lose Jadavion Clowney. Granted, he didn't play that well in Houston. Yeah. But, I mean, he is he is a player that you have to game plan for still, right? I mean, obviously having Whitney Merciless and, and J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney, that's big. But now you only have two of those guys as well. But I think it's more about Jacksonville than it is what Houston did. Because, first of all, with Houston, that, that whole thing needs time to gel. Right. For Houston, right? And, and I mean, you got their first two weeks. They got the Saints, Monday Night Football, and then they got Jacksonville Week 2. That Those are tough games right off the bat, and you're still trying to jail Laramie Tunsil. He gets a week to learn the, the Texans. You know, that's that's tough as well. Um, but you add a Super Bowl MVP in Nick Foles to the Jaguars. Um, he's going to make everyone better. Last season for Jacksonville, they didn't have Leonard Fournette due to injury. You're getting him back healthy. Obviously, he's had some injury concerns. He's had bad ankles. He's had he's had bad hamstrings as well. Uh, but if he can if he can put together a complete healthy season, which he did his rookie year, he ran for over a thousand yards and he helped them get to the AFC Conference Championship. They Jacksonville, all they needed was a competent quarterback, and they got one. Nick Foles isn't he's not a star. I mean, he's he's a Super Bowl MVP, but he's not a star, right? right? He's not going to be the guy that, that's going to throw those interceptions. He doesn't throw costly interceptions, but he doesn't make these these crazy plays like Patrick Mahomes. He's right in the middle of that. And that's what Jacksonville needs because their defense will do just enough. And I think I think D.D. Westbrook's going to have a big year, I mean, for fantasy as well. And I think he's going to he's gonna be the number one target for Nick Foles. He's going to have a big season. So I think with that and with Leonard Fournette, that, that defense is there. That, de- that, that defensive line is going to get probably the most sacks in the NFL this season. I mean... That, it's a pretty solid team all around. Yes, Telvin Smith hurts. It really does, considering that just out of the blue, too. Yeah. That hurts your defense, obviously. But they have faith in Miles Jack. They just extended him. Uh, Quincy Williams is a guy that no one even knew coming into the um, when he got drafted in the third round. He, surprised, uh, he has surprised for people so far. I mean, and he's coming back healthy. So I think Jacksonville's going to win that division. Uh, you already said your wild card teams. You said the Cleveland Browns. And the um, and the Los Angeles Chargers. I agree with you. I got the Chargers there. And my wildcard team is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cleveland. I again, that's another team I don't trust. I think that team is is it's like that Boston team from the NBA, <laughs> right? Like who's stopping them <laughs> yeah. themselves? Maybe. I mean, you got Baker Mayfield. You got Odell Beckham. Come on, tell you. You're not gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna tell me that there's no problems with those two guys on the same team. That. Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham are best friends, right? By midseason, come on, those guys are gonna be arguing with each other. I want the ball. I want the ball. That secondary is not that good. Uh, Freddie Kitchens is first time NFL coach. Not this season. Maybe next season. Hey, yeah. Not this season for the Cleveland Browns. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. That's an eight and eight team, like for me. That's a seven and nine to eight and eight team. I think they're good. The talent there is, of course, there. Is there? But for them to put it together right off the bat. I, I think that's really hard for them. So, 
Yeah, NFC Reno. Uh, I'll go ahead and start. NFC East. I have the Philadelphia Eagles winning that division. Okay. Um, again, the talent's there. Carson Wentz is coming back healthy. You got guys like Zach Ertz, uh, Deshaun Jackson is there again, Nelson Aguilar, uh, Alshon Jeffrey. That's a really good offense. And now with the running back situation, it's a little bit more figured out, right? You got uh, Jordan Howard, you got Miles Sanders as well. Um, they're still going to do the running back by committee approach, of course. Um, I think it works. I mean, it has worked for them. They won a Super Bowl doing it. Um, their defense as well. You got Fletcher Cox right there in the middle, Malcolm Jenkins in the secondary. Uh, that's But again, those cornerbacks are still a little bit beat up. But I think Carson Wentz, I mean, when he was healthy, he so was he going was, to be the MVP. Yeah, he was the best He should have won the MVP, like even though he got injured, right? I don't know why yeah. they they gave it to Tom Brady, right? I don't know why they gave it to Tom Brady. Like, granted, he played well, yeah, of he course. But go. Exactly. <laughs> but he's still, Carson Wentz was the MVP that right. season. So I think, I think Carson Wentz is going to put it together this season. Uh, obviously, very tough with Dallas in that division as well. But, um, I mean, the debate is Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott, right? Isn't that like the debate? I, I think it's Carson Wentz. And I think, he's, I think that team is very talented. And I think that that's why they'll win the division. Yeah, I mean, you, you talk about Philadelphia, and Philadelphia is probably the best complete team, one of the most complete teams in the NFL. Uh, Dallas, Dallas wins this division. Granted, if Ezekiel Elliott does come back and sign his contract, which we're still waiting on for freaking two forty four, um, but yeah, Dallas has a great team. Their defense took that step forward, and they have a lot of guys on that roster who are below the age of twenty five. Below the, and they're producing. You guys, you got Smith, you got Lane Banderesh, D line led by Demarcus Lawrence, who really is probably one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Look at the secondary, and boy, Byron Jones, that guy is a corner. That boy's really good. And you turn your attention to the offense. I don't have to talk about the offensive line. They're getting back Travis Frederick at center. Thank God he's healthy. No more cancer for him. That's good to see. Uh, they get Jason Wynn back, which, I mean, it's Jason Wynn. I don't think he can. He can still produce for you, but he won't be that that tight end three, five years ago. You yeah, know? he won't be sure. like that. Um, wide receiving core, they added Randall Cobb, which is really surprising that no one really talks about. One of the most underrated signings in the NFL this offseason. Um, he'll be there helping uh, Michael Gallup develop again. And, of course, Amari Cooper's going to be there. Uh, still no Zeke. I, I don't know. Zeke needs to be there for Dallas to win this division. Um, I don't think a rookie's going to come in and actually do stuff. I mean, he had okay preseason, not the preseason that you would like to see uh, from a guy that probably might start week one, but Zeke needs to come back. He's one of the best running backs in the NFL, probably the best running back in the NFL. He led the league in rushing yards last season. They need him back in order for them to make that next step from that second round to the maybe the championship and maybe the Super Bowl, who knows. Um, and then, of course, Dak Prescott. Nobody trusts Dak Prescott. And Dak showed me last year that he can lead this team into the playoffs and do a really good job of that. We saw it last season. They faced the Rams team. who, The Rams, they they did what they were going to do. They are going to probably beat the Cowboys. But seeing him in that first game, in the wild card game, he really turned some heads, and he turned my head a lot. He really showed me why he's, he's the captain of the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe not as much as, you know, he should get paid. You know, people are saying that he might be one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't think he should. But since he's a member of the Dallas Cowboys, it might actually happen because Jerry Jones loves paying for his quarterbacks. And Dak Prescott, yet again, another quarterback that came out of nowhere in his rookie year in 2016 and took the league by storm. And he's a guy, year after year, he's been improving his game. And we saw that terrible year he had his sophomore season, but 
Last season was a big bounce back in the right direction. He's made the playoffs two of his three years in the league. Granted, he doesn't have a great team, but he's proven to the rest of the league, like, hey, I mean, don't sleep on me. I might have been a fourth-round pick, but I can still lead this football team to a playoffs, and that's why I think they're going to win the division. Yeah. For the NFC North, I have the Chicago Bears. I think that team, uh, Mitchell Trubisky is still a question mark for me, but that defense is is extremely talented. Uh, the weapons that they have on offense, I mean, they lose Jordan Howard, but they have um, David Montgomery from Iowa State, the rookie. They still have Tariq Cohen as well. I think David Montgomery is going to be a really good player this season. That's a good fantasy target for you right there, David Montgomery. Uh, Allen Robinson had a down year last season. I think he'll, I think he'll step step up. I don't think it'll be a great season, but I think he'll be he'll be a solid um, solid wide receiver for the team. Anthony Miller, his development will continue as well. Uh, Trey Burden, you know, he had a he didn't have the season everyone expected that he would be. He was still a top five. I believe he was still a top five tight end. Yeah. Uh, but I think that will be that will continue as well. Uh, that defense speaks for itself, and I think with with Green Bay. They're still trying to figure out um, things. You know, first year of Matt, Lafle- Matt LaFleur's offense, I think that's going to be a, a bit of an adjustment period for them. Minnesota, I don't trust Kirk Cousins. Detroit, they're not there yet. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think Chicago Bears win this division. Yeah, I, I agree with you on, on both of those cases. I mean, Chicago Chicago's the real deal. You, you talked about what they've done on the, in the offseason. They did lose some guys all on defense. you got to give them that. They did lose Amos to mm-hmm. their rival Packers. Um, but, I mean, Amos probably was the stud of that defense last year, but you still got, like, Fuller, Kyle Fuller out there. Uh, you still have Eddie Jackson, who balled out last year. Khalil Max still there. That defensive line's still there. And then the offense, you talked about Singletary. I think he's going to be really good. Still, though, don't sleep on Tariq Cohen this year. Uh, wide receivers should do well. And you mentioned it with Green Bay. I mean, it's the first year of a new head coach and new offense and a new defense Brand new, freshly done. So there's going to be a lot of question marks what they can do. We've seen how great they can be, but they haven't improvised that on a regular season, and especially not against a team like the Chicago Bears, who has such a great defense. We'll see it on Thursday night, but I don't know if it'll be good for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Um, NFC West, Los Angeles Chargers. I think that one's pretty easy. I mean, they were a Super Bowl team last season. Um, Not a lot of parts missing from that team. I mean, Todd Gurley is a question mark. Can he be healthy? Is I mean uh, Henderson right? Henderson's now going to be he's going to get a lot more snaps than uh, Todd Gurley isn't really going to be the bell cow anymore. I think he still essentially will be, but they're going to be a lot more careful with Todd Gurley this yeah. season. You get Cooper Cup back from the ACL injury, we'll see how he responds with that. But uh, they arguably have the best receiver core in the NFL. Like yeah. you, you said, the Texans, the Rams are up there as well. Yeah. Uh, Jared Goff. <laughs> Jared Goff. System, baby. I just, yeah, system quarterback. <laughs> but hey, as long as Sean McVay's there, it, it, it works. It'll work. They'll win the division. So, Rams, I think it's pretty, pretty Yeah, easy. and you, I, I mean, also mentioned Clay Matthews is on the Rams, too. Clay Matthews is He's, there. So Aaron they, Donald's that, is the, still that yeah, MVP I mean, caliber player. They have, they, they have a good team, top to bottom, defense and offense. So, I don't see anybody in the West beating them. Well, you like one other team. I don't know if you have them in the wild card. But, I mean, the Rams look to be the clear favorite to win that West division. Yeah. 100%. Um, NFC South, I have the New Orleans Saints. Again, yeah. I think that's still a pretty easy one. Uh, Carolina is just kind of lost right now with me. I think that team is yeah. lost. Uh, they're so focused on Cam Newton. Granted, they should be. But, I mean, if your quarterback isn't healthy and that offensive line is not going to protect them, that's trouble right off the bat. Tampa Bay, it's going to be the first year in the Bruce Arians era. Uh, we'll see how they do with Jameis Winston at quarterback. I think he'll be a good quarterback yeah. this season, but I just don't think that team has enough 
to to beat a team like the Saints. And then the Falcons, those are that's the closest team, right, to beat the Saints. Uh, that offense is really good. That defense has question marks, though. They're, they are getting players back healthy. Keanu Neal's coming back healthy. Um, Deion, Deion Jones, Deion right? Deion Jones. Jones is coming back healthy. Um, we're, still, we're still trying to figure out Vic Beasley, right? He had a good year. <laughs> he got down here. We're still trying to figure him out as well. Uh, but, yeah, I think the New Orleans Saints, is, is this their year, right? I mean, it's been two years of just right. being screwed over. This right. has to be their year, right? Right. I mean, I agree with you there. New Orleans is probably the... The heavy favorites to win the the South. I mean, you t- you touched on the other teams. I mean, I don't really have to go and say what you said, but I mean, you look at that Saints team, and it's like, how do you not, how do you not stop guys like Drew Brees and Michael Thomas? At, oh, I forgot Alvin Kamara is also in the backfield. You know. Oh, I forgot the defense. The line's also pretty good. I mean, we might have questions in the secondary and the linebacker, but our defense will take care of it. It's like. The Saints team is pretty dang good, too. I mean, we saw how electrifying they were. Granted, they're still crying about the uh, you know the pass interference calling the championship, and they're taking it to court and all that other good stuff. But this year, they'll probably drop the case because, you know, they have a good team, you know, and they can go and compete for a title. Yeah. They still have Drew Brees. I mean, this team is good. Atlanta needs to be a little better on defense in order to make that next leap. But New Orleans should win this division. Yeah. And for my wildcard team, my first wildcard team would be the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they're they're a very good team. I don't see them winning the division, but, I mean, they have to be that wildcard team there. Right. Uh, that defense is really good. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Byron Jones, Jalen Smith just got extended, Leighton Van Der Esch. That's mm-hmm. a really solid team. And, if it's, again, all of this kind of is if Ezekiel Elliott comes, comes back. back. It's, I, I'm pretty confident that he is eventually going to come back. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's going to come back. Um, so I got the Dallas Cowboys number one, number one wild card spot. Second wild card spot, I have the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I think last year that they surprised a lot of. I thought they were going to be really bad last season, yeah. and I had them like I think I had them like four and twelve. That was like my predicted record for them. They made the wild card. I think it's going to happen <laughs> again, right? I think Russell Russell Wilson is too good not to be in the playoffs, right. and. There's a lot of questions on that offense, right? I mean, we know the running, the run offense is very good for them. They're going to have Chris Carson. They're going to have Rashad Penny as well. Uh, receivers are a big question mark, though, right? Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, you say he's, he, all he can do is run a slant. The four verticals, <laughs> that's his play right there. Um, but let's be honest, DK Metcalf, all he can do is run a slant. Russell, Russell Wilson is going to make him. <laughs> One of the best receivers in the NFL. And all he's going to be able to do is run a slam because that's how good <laughs> Russell Wilson is. So he's going to, I mean, Russell Wilson elevates the play of all yeah. the players around him. That defense, that defensive line, Jadavion Clowney, LJ Collier, Ezekiel Anza, if he can stay healthy, that's a, ri- I mean, the linebackers are Michael Kendricks, Bobby Wagner, and KJ Wright. That that, te- that team is complete. They have pieces all right. over that team. And I think they're, and especially with the division they're in. Yeah. Right, because Arizona is going to be a bottom feeder in the NFL this season. the The Niners, I don't know. I honestly, so I, I don't know about them. I really yeah. don't. Jerick McKinnon just went on IR for them. That hurts. Uh, Tevin Coleman, he's not a starting running back. Yeah, Bosa just returned to practice. Uh, yeah. I, so like Garoppolo, though, I mean, he, yeah, he played okay in the preseason. He had a bad. That one bad he, game. I mean, he had that practice where he threw like five interceptions. Right. <laughs> uh, I know all about that because I remember that happened to me a couple years ago. So, uh, that's. That's iffy. The Niners are an iffy team, but yeah, I got the Seattle Seahawks in the, in the wild card, and and even with the Green Bay Packers, again, I think that adjustment period with Matt Lafleur, and then the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins. That's yeah, yeah, Kirk Cousins. I don't know. Um, uh, Philadelphia wins that wild card one spot. 
They'll dog is just complete. I mean, They're the only right reason right. why I'm saying Dallas is winning because of Zeke, and that defense is improved and it should improve again this season. But Philadelphia, no brainer there. I mean, they're a really complete team on offense. The most, you know, probably one of the best running back cores in the NFL. They're just really good. I believe that Carson wins the season. He's having a great year. Uh, wild card two, Green Bay Packers. How do you not put Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs again? What is going on? No Mike McCarthy no more. They got Devontae Adams, who's gifted. Uh, talked about the defense, how they spent so much money on that defense this offseason, adding Amos and adding another couple guys, such as, you know, Darius Smith in there. So that should help. Uh, they got to get the running game going. I mean, Aaron Jones, we've seen what he can do with that run, with that ball in his hands. He can make some plays. He averaged 5.4, you know, yards per carry, I believe, which is the most in the NFL. So I uh, got to give the ball more to him. My receivers are a little bit, you know, they're okay. I mean, MBS has a step, but it's the number two. Um, they sell Geronimo Ellison, I guess. <laughs> uh, but and, and Jimmy Graham at tight ends, okay. They have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, though. So Green Bay should be there. I probably, I, I'm gonna predict the sixth seed maybe mm-hmm. in the first year of the floor. But I just don't see it right now clicking right away. They'll be great, you know, once the season keeps going and how they progress throughout the season. But I have them in the wild card two spot. So yeah. So what's your Super Bowl prediction right now? Now it was the same Super Bowl. Pre- no, it wasn't the same Super Bowl prediction. But I'm gonna go with this. Uh, Pat Mahomes is finally gets the Super Bowl again. I believe Pat Mahomes uh, should have that opportunity next season. That offense is just so explosive. The defense does need to improve though throughout the remainder of the season because as of right now, if I start the season, D line I know is gonna produce a rest. I'm not too sure. So I like uh, Chiefs. Uh, but for the NFC, come on, Drew Brees. The Saints need to get back there. I mean, let's stop the crying. Let's stop about the crying about the past appearance call. Let that behind. You could have gotten it done in overtime. You didn't. This year, it needs to happen. The window is closing. This looks to be the best year, especially when we're kind of not too sure about the Rams, especially due to the help of Todd Gurley. So I got the Saints in that one. I completely agree with you. I got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the New Orleans Saints, and I think the Saints win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I forgot to say, yeah, I was going to say, Saints win the Super Bowl. I mean, Drew Brees, Pat Mahomes, that's going to be a lot of points. Yeah. Because both defense are like, uh, That's the Super Bowl we wanted this past year, and we didn't get it. We didn't get either team, right? Yeah, or the Rams. I mean, we didn't get the Rams. Well, we got the Rams in the Super Bowl, but they paid the Patriots. If only Pat Mahomes got the ball in overtime, maybe we could have seen it, but... Tom Brady knows what to do in that situation. You knew when Tom Brady was get the ball, you're like, over. it's over. Yep. It's over. So, yeah, yeah Chiefs, Saints. Saints. So, win. let's start with week one. We have our predictions. We have our division winners, our Super Bowl winners. But it all starts with week one, Reno. And we've done weekly predictions for the past two seasons on Fully Charged. My overall record in two seasons stands at 348 and 186. And your record stands at 344 and 190. So we're really close, right? We've right. always been close. Yeah. So uh, And we have four different games this week, so we're starting off strong here. And it starts with Thursday Night Football, the first game of the season. Green Bay Packers going to Chicago. Reno, you have the Packers. Yeah, I mean, Green Bay wants to make a statement first game of the season with a new offense, and I believe it starts here at Soldier Field in Chicago. Aaron Rodgers, we saw what he did last year in the opener. We saw what he did when he walked off the field. He was carted off, and you're like, is that it? Are we going to rely on Deshaun Kaiser? But no, all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers comes back, and he beats the Chicago Bears, who we thought the game was over. This probably won't have the same meaning, 
But Green Bay's offense looks to be good. We've seen some of the formations that LaFleur has had uh, this preseason, and boy, do they look scary, and I'm scared. I'm shaking in my leather-sealed boots right now. That team looks really good on offense. The defense, they paid the money. Let's see if they can ball out. As we all know, the, the offense, you know, makes the people come out to the, to the football game because they sell the tickets, but the defense wins the championships. I like Green Bay in this one. Chicago, let's find out if that team that Aaron predicts them as. But Green Bay wins. Yeah, I think I think Chicago has a vendetta for Green Bay after what happened uh, that week. You know, so I think Green Bay's or Chicago's going to come out and win that game. I think that defense is is stout. Of course, uh, again, first game in the new offense for the Packers. Uh, and again, it's in Chicago. It's the first game of the season. I think the the tensions will be high. The emotions will be high. So uh, I got Chicago. Uh, next game, Kansas City is on the road in Jacksonville. Reno, you have the Chiefs. Well, I mean, the explosive offense. It's going to be offense with defense, and I trust the offense in Kansas City a little bit more than the defense of Jacksonville. We saw last year how the, you know, the offense of Jacksonville struggled because, well, let's be honest, Blake Bortles was not the answer. Now he's in backup in L.A. Um, he wasn't the answer, and the more the offense went for now, the more the defense had to be on the field, and it just looked terrible for Jacksonville, who a team that was supposed to contend for the Super Bowl just didn't look like it. And the one team that made that big leap was Kansas City. And Patrick Mahomes is going to have – I don't think he'll have that season like he did this – this. I can say his rookie season because he only played one game. But, I mean, that offense, you've already mentioned it, they're fast. They're very fast. Um, someone's going to be put on Travis Kelsey. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Miles Jack, if I'm correct. Um, defense, the D-line has to stop Williams. Uh, just the main question is who's going to stop Patrick Mahomes? I, Patrick Mahomes is so good that, shoot, I don't even know. Patrick Mahomes just isn't that good. He did things that no other quarterback has done in the NFL in history. You know, left-handed throws for a first down, you know, tight spirals to you know, deep balls. He's got Bazooka and Madden, so he's a cover athlete. Maybe the Madden curse might be some mojo in there. But I trust this offense. Uh, defense might be a little shaky. Let's see how that Jacksonville offense, you know, thrives with Nick Foles uh, at quarterback. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing that Jags offense. Um, but, yeah, I got kind of seeing this one, but this one's a toss-up, especially since it's in Duval. So, yeah. we'll see. I like Jacksonville at home. Uh, Nick Foles has not lost a week one game so far. He hasn't lost a, uh, an opener. Um, like what you said, there was a lot of problems last season with the offense. I think a lot of those problems go away with Nick Foles uh, coming into the team. I think he, he elevates the play of all of the receivers. I think a healthy Leonard Fournette. Um, to me, the matchup this game is, what's going to determine this game is Jacksonville's offense against Kansas City's defense. I think the offense of Kansas City and the defense of Jacksonville cancel each other out week one. Uh, again, emotions. I gotta go with the home team week one. I I feel like that's just kind of like the way to do it. Even though I'm gonna go against myself with this next pick, and that's the <laughs> Detroit Lions against the Arizona Cardinals. And let me tell you why I'm going against the home team week one because <laughs> it's Cliff Kingsbury and it is Kyler Murray. It is a college offense as of right now. No NFL coach wants to lose to a college coach and a college quarterback <laughs> in week one. Uh, Detroit has some. They had their defense. Is go is improving. They have Trey Flowers now. Uh, Darius Slay is still there. Uh, that's an improved defense. The Snacks. offense, snacks as well. Yeah, of course. Uh, Matthew Stafford is gonna come out there. I said start carry on Johnson this week. I think he's gonna run all over that Cardinals defense. Uh, yeah, I mean Arizona. That's just not a good team right now. You know, it's just not a good team right now. So that's why you're I have the telling Lions. me you're not. 
You're not gonna protect the nest? They're not gonna protect the nest this week? You're kidding me. I live in the territory of the <laughs> nest. I just don't I don't think the nest is, wow. is that strong. Wow. I think Kyler Murray's gonna be a good quarterback. Yeah. I do. It's just he's it's his first NFL game. Uh, like, that's my thing. I mean I mean, do I have to clap my hands for you to see it work? I mean, I hope I don't get a penalty for that, but I mean, Kyle Murray, he has the opportunity to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL in years to come. We've seen it, how guys transition from Oklahoma do really well in the NFL. Baker Mayfield, Heisman winner from Oklahoma, success. Kyle Murray from Oklahoma. You're, you're saying winner. Baker Mayfield's a success and he had he's a full season. Yeah, he's a success. Though. He's not a success yet. Yeah, he's a, I think he's, he's not a success, success yet. I think he is. But, I mean, Kyle Murray has that potential to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You still have David Johnson in the backfield who should increase his production, of course, this year. Um... The offensive line, a little shaky, you know. Uh, wide receiver stuff fits, but how for how many years? We don't even know. Uh, but then they have a lot of fast wide receivers. Christian Kirk's pretty fast. Um, they have uh, Andy, Andy Isabella, Isabella you know, Keyshawn Johnson. Keyshawn Johnson. They, yeah, they got a ton yeah, they got, of guys. got a lot of good wide receivers who should be getting themselves open. Uh, other than big play slay, I don't see anybody else in the secondary that can stop those fast guys. Uh, and then you turn to the defense for Arizona, and yes, no Pat P, and we don't even know who's your second corner for the Cardinals starting. But they still have Chandler Jones, and then you add in Hicks, and you add in Terrell Suggs on the linebacker core. Um, and that equals success for me, and I believe that should help uh, because that Lions offensive line is still not good, so the pass rush will get there. Um, so I got Arizona protecting their nest in their little oven and winning week one. Yeah, I mean it's a hard it's hard to play in Arizona. That is one of it the is. hardest places to play. So yeah, uh, San Francisco on the road in Tampa Bay. I have the Buccaneers. I think this is the first uh, first game in the Bruce Arians era. It's at home. San Francisco is making the journey all the way from the West Coast to Hurricane territory in in Florida. <laughs> I think it's gonna be a. I think that that itself really affects them for Week One. You're traveling cross country, uh, Jameis Winston. Uh, Never mind. <laughs> uh, Bruce Arians will make Jameis Winston a better player. Okay, all that right. is that's for sure. I'm a little worried about Tampa Bay in the running game, but I mean they got Mike Evans. Their um, running game is rough. Yes, Mike Evans though. OJ Howard. I think that defense. I mean that defense is now um, is now run by the rookie linebacker from LSU. So I think um, Devin White. Devin White. Yes, I think that's. I think they're. I think there's. They have talent on that team, you know. Of course, and this is also. I think Tampa Bay maybe wants to get a little get back at uh, Quan Alexander. He goes back. He goes to San Francisco. Week one, they're reuniting. I think Tampa Bay wins this game, uh, specifically because of the cross country. Well, I mean, yeah, the cross country has to do, but you have to look at the San Francisco offense and Jimmy G, baby. He was chosen as the the franchise guy in San Francisco, and I think he rebounds after you know what happened. This uh. This is the off season, the preseason games. I think he rebounds out of that. Running back's a little tough. We'll see that. Uh, I want to know who's going to stop George Kittle, that guy from Iowa. Who's going to stop George Kittle? I mean, George Kittle last year was probably the second-best tight end, and only because Zach Ertz had a career year. And Kittle shocked a lot of people. I know because I have her fantasy, and that boy was a stud. So expect George Kittle to have a great year. Offensive line, they still have the pieces that they have. Great offensive line. Uh, defense, you mentioned Quan Alexander, they improved. Um, but then that young, that young D-line, you know, Solomon Thomas over there, DeForest Buckner, Joey, Joey Bosa is there. Uh, or Nick Bosa, not Nick Bosa, little brother. Um, but yeah, they, they got good guys. And then, don't forget about Richard Sherman as a secondary. Yes, I know he's not the LOB Richard Sherman, but that secondary is still pretty good. 
Sanfrecce needs to rebound, rebound hard. Everybody expected them to win the West or at least contend for the West last season. It didn't work well, so I expect for them to contend again. Um, maybe in, not this season, but next season. Um, but maybe Matt Breida might show up. We could have a Matt Breida party. Uh, but I got San Francisco winning that game. All right, four different games uh, for this week. We'll see where we stand when we come back next week. Uh, new series, Reno, new little section to our podcast. It's called Versus. We're comparing players, coaches, teams, uh, anything in the NFL. We're putting them against each other. Who had the better season? And it really, and we're starting it uh, with one that I'm actually pretty excited for. I'm excited to hear what people think about this. And that's 2005 Sean Alexander, his MVP year. Versus 2006 Ladanian Tomlinson. This is a good one, Reno. Both of these guys have really identical stats. LT yeah. rushed for 1,815 yards. Sean Alexander, 1,880 yards. The touchdowns are there. LT has 28. Sean Alexander has 27. This is this is tooth yeah. and nail right here. I mean, you look at both of these guys, and you, you look at the seasons they had there in that season. I'll start off with Alexander. I mean, the Seahawks went 13-3. and three. I mean, that year they went really good. They won the West. They got the top seed in the playoffs. You know, they had the leading league in points scored with 452 and touchdowns at 57. Won a divisional against Washington. Won the NC Championship against Carolina. They just lost the Super Bowl against Pittsburgh. You know, and that offense was not there. They scored only 10 points. They lost 21 to 10. Um, but Sean Alexander was a big part of that. I mean, you touched on the, the stats. He on 370 carries, 27 touchdowns. 1,880 yards uh, rushing. He averaged 117.6 yards per game. Uh, the only thing he didn't do is, you know, because things are changing in the NFL. Things have really shifted. And it was not catching the ball out of the backfield. I mean, he didn't do that that much. Um, but he really, that year was just really good because he showcased his talent through the ground. The offensive line for Seattle, yes, they had some Hall of Fame, you know, offensive linemen on that team. Um, but they didn't have a receiving game at all. You're really going to rely on Nate Burlinson, you know? <laughs> I mean, come on, Matt's, uh, Matt Hasselback wasn't the, the answer, I believe. So you really had to rely on Sean Alexander, and he was a stud the entire season. Um, it just it, it kills me. It just kills me to, to see what happened to him. He's a Hall of Famer no matter what, but... He's, he's been eligible for years, and he still hasn't gotten it because of what happened after that MVP season. I don't even want to talk about what happened after the MVP season. I have it here in my notes, but it's just it's it's really sad to know that he ran just 11 times in four games in his final year of his career at 31 years old. It just it just pains me. Um, but, yeah, Sean Alexander had a really great season, and, you know, I'm going to toss it to you talking about LT, but... John Alexander, that season just itself, he carried the Seattle Seahawks to the Super Bowl game. And for an MVP, you need to do that. You're, it's called the most valuable player. And throughout the entire season for the Seahawks, it was Sean Alexander. In the playoffs, it was Sean Alexander. Um, no matter if they won or they lost, Alexander was the best player that year, no matter what. And when it comes down to it, to who has the best season, like you said, they're really identical no matter where you look at it. But come on, Sean Alexander will go down as one of the greatest players in NFL history who maybe not even make the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, I mean, LT had a great year. Uh, he was he averaged 113 and a half rushing yards per game. The 500 receiving yards is pretty big. Uh, Chargers went 14 and two that year, and but the thing is, they lost in the divisional round. You know, Sean wow. Alexander <laughs> took his team to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So definitely, this is a 
a very tough matchup, and we're excited to hear what you guys have to say. We're going to put the poll on Twitter, uh, and that Twitter is at Fully Charged Pod. So tell us what you think. 06 or 05, Sean Alexander, 06, LaDainian Tomlinson. And that's going to end our show this week. Just a reminder to check out the rest of our content on thefanweekly.com. We not only have NFL content, but MLB, NBA, soccer, tennis, NASCAR, whole nine yards. Uh, go follow us on Twitter. It's at Fully Charged ASU and at The Fan Weekly as well. I am Lorenzino Strada. I am Reno Del Toro. And that was Fully Charged. Have a good one, everybody.